We have a wonderful guest on today, Darlene. Are you there, sweetheart? I am. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm very good. I, can you hear me okay? I can. Excellent, excellent. Well, Darlene, we're just very anxious to hear you tell your story. I've heard several of them, uh, all the way to the latest one where they said that, uh, questioned you about being into sorcery, which I've heard with someone previously as well. So apparently it's some new line they're supposed to say to people that contradict what they want to do. But why don't you just go ahead and start sharing your testimony, sweetheart? Absolutely. Um, it, I guess it started probably, I'll start last year when I, when I initially went to have my heart surgery. Um, my valve was came to, I guess, deteriorated. So they wanted to do open heart surgery, give me a mechanical heart valve, you know, promise me the moon and the stars. Um, I get to Miami and it was just pretty much take this, take that. What can we inject you with? And of course, all of the, the whole time I'm fighting. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Fast forward to the day that I got released. I noticed that I had something on my skin, on my wrist, which turned out to be a burn where whatever they had put into my IV burnt me from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So um, to this day, I don't know what it was, but um, my body rejected everything that they gave me. So even during surgery, they stopped surgery twice because the anesthesia was making me sick explaining to them I don't take vaccinations. Most of everything I put into my body is organic. Of course, that's not really what they wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward to a year later, you know, I, I have to visit clinics for my blood levels. And twice now, I, I've been accused of witchcraft um, just because of my belief. Um, just recently, the other day, I was getting my blood checked. Um, with a mechanical heart valve, if your blood thickens too much, your valve will, the, the blood will clot around the hinges and your valve won't open and close. So I'm in the clinic. My heart rate is apparently higher than what it's supposed to be. It was like 153, I think. And they called the, the paramedics out. The paramedics come out and I explain to them, you know, I have medication at home. This is, this is normal for me. Sometimes, you know, it, it happens. And I explained to them I have a mechanical heart valve. He said, no, you don't. And I'm like, excuse me? He said, I've never even heard of no such. And I'm sitting there like, is this really happening? Like, you know, is he trying to get me to go in his ambulance? But yet he's telling me, you know, this isn't the case. So I pulled out the card that I have with this serial number that's on my heart valve. And I'm like, here you go. Um... And he was like, here, I'm going to give you this medication to calm you down. And I'm like, and so I reused whatever was in the vial. I said, can you tell me what you're trying to give me? And he would never answer my question. Never answer my question. He was like, well, you're being combative. And I'm like, you know, I have three men, one ambulance, and you guys are trying to get me to go with you. At the same time, you're trying to give me something, and I'm rejecting that. I don't want whatever you're trying to give me. Um... On top of, I'm telling you I have a mechanical heart valve, and you're going, no, you don't. Um, so these are just some of the things that, that I've ran into, you know, and I'm just, you know, telling them and, and, and trying to let them know, you know, this is, I, I just, I'm doing it Yahweh. And, of course, you know, 
then he, you know, starts criticizing, saying I'm into witchcraft. And, you know, um, at one point, one of the paramedics said, who is Yah anyway? You know, and I had to go through the whole explanation. And it, it was, I wasn't even angry. I was just more sad at the whole situation. But this is, this is a regular occurrence, you know. Just a regular occurrence. Um, needless to say, those three paramedics, I did get word um, this morning via email that they are no longer employed. Um, and I will be speaking with a lawyer next week. Um, I'm not going to let them get away with it. And I'm going to make sure that they're, you know, they're held accountable for what they did. And what, you know, how many other people have they done this to? I don't know. Um, they still don't know what he was trying to give me, um, they have no idea because the person that was trying to administer these drugs to me was not a paramedic. He was an EMT and only the paramedics are, are able to administer dosages of medication. So that was the first issue. Um, you know, and, and luckily, I mean, I'm fine. My heart rate ended up being fine, just like I told them. I got home, um, you know, did what I was supposed to do. And, you know, not to mention I'm in the middle of a detox. And sometimes that causes my heart rate to run a little bit higher as well. Um, so it, it was a whole lot of different things. But it, it definitely, you know, when I started speaking the word, they started getting angry at me. And, you know, I don't think they could find anything other than hey witchcraft you know and, um but it just in every situation even in miami i started praying for the people right in front of them you know because they were bound and determined to say well you're going to have to take this medication you're not going to be able to live without this medication when they sent me home i had 17 prescriptions and i said absolutely not absolutely not to this day I take one prescription. The other 16 went in the trash can. Um, if it was up to them and I took all 17 of those pills every day for a whole year, I probably would have been dead by now. And I think that was the plan the whole time. Um, you know, administering these medications to people my heart rate is not elevated every single day, 24 hours a day. And the medication they were trying to give me twice a day was strictly for that, um, to keep someone from going into AFib. Well, that's the purpose of the surgery. So therefore I wouldn't need that particular medication. Um, that medication they were also trying to give me, um, depletes your muscle mass in your body the longer that you take it. Um, so needless to say, thankfully I have a lot of people around me um, Renee included that that was able to give me some really good guidance and those 16 pills went in the trash can um, the only thing I take now is a blood thinner and that soon will be uh, in the trash as well as soon as we can find something that that will, will work but you know had I not opened my eyes had I not listened to what's going on worldly I probably would not be here I know I wouldn't be here um, there is no doubt in my mind that they, they tried to kill me in Miami. Um, no doubt in my mind. 
Um, Unbelievable. So this clinic you went to in Miami to get your blood checked, that's the ones, those are the ones that, that uh, request or wanted you to be on 16, 17 medications? Yeah, well, the heart doctor that, um, the cardiothoracic surgeon that put mm -hmm. in my mechanical heart valve is the one that wrote me all 16 prescriptions. And uh, my main cardiologist, who is completely amazing, I said I threw them in the trash can. Like, I gave him my reasoning. He sat with me. He listened to me. He prayed with me. And he, he said, we're going to do this another way then. And he accepted the fact that I threw those medications in the trash can and for a, the last year, he's been working uh, with me. He just notes all the minerals that I take, and he, he's completely blown away. Um, he admitted he, too, thought that I was mentally ill um, mm. when he first met me because of things that I was saying. And I'm like, you know what? Would you eat this stuff? You know, and I'm like, let's go to this website. Let me tell you what's really in this stuff. And then you tell me if you want to eat this for dinner. If you wouldn't eat it for dinner and you wouldn't feed it to your children, why are you trying to give it to your patients that you, quote, care about? You know, why do we not have a choice? Um, and it, it wasn't until that that he started listening to me and he started seeing, you know, the scar that I carry now from whatever they tried to do to me, my body rejected it. Our father said, nope. And although it burnt me from the inside out, it burnt in the shape of a heart. Um, which was just confirmation for me that maybe I wasn't in Miami for anything other than to educate people. Um, the, the cardiothoracic surgeon had a two hour long conversation with me about vaccinations and the COVID vaccine and why I needed to take it. Mm -mm. Um, I didn't take it. I did get sick with something. I'm not going to say that it was that because I, I don't really think it is. I think it's what they gave me um, because it was three short weeks after I had heart surgery did I become, quote, sick. Um, I didn't have medications to run to. I didn't have doctors. The only thing I had in my camper was myself, my diffuser, my essential oils, and my minerals. So all of their whole, you got to have prescriptions, it's going to kill you. That's not true. <laughs> I stayed in that camper for 12 days by myself with none of the worldly medications because I couldn't go anywhere because I didn't know if I was infectious to other people. So I used what I had, and I came out even better. The detox process that I went through in that camper was pure hell. Mm. Um, I broke out in rashes. I would sweat. Um, once I got all of that garbage out of my system, things started looking up. Um, now I do have blockages in my legs which I believe is a result of, of just crappy surgery um, or aftercare, should I say. But, um, you know, they're looking to do a complete bypass of my legs now, and I, I'm just being extremely cautious with 
the route that I take because I, I know I'm going to be healed. I haven't come this far and went through these specific divine appointments with these folks to just let it end here. So I feel like my story's just beginning um, because there's a purpose. I'm not really sure what it is yet, but, you know, having, having these regular occurrences and then being accused of sorcery and all these things, it didn't hurt me. It didn't even make me angry. It just really made me sad for these people, you know, and um, you either listen or you don't, you know, that that's just, we can educate and I can tell my story to everybody all day long, every day. But, you know, it's ultimately, if you listen, you listen. If you don't, you know. Yeah, and imagine the, the people that don't resist what they're saying, which is the majority. I mean, you're one of the few that actually, you know, resist what they're saying and, and tell them what they can and cannot give you. There's so many out there, Darlene, that are just, you know, they don't know yeah, what to they, do. Yeah, they've called Department of Children's Families on me. They have, you know, oh, you're not vaccinating your children. But when I take my, my children to the doctor, they're like, oh, you know, she has the purest blood I've ever seen. Okay, well, let me tell you why that is. <laughs> you know, because I don't vaccinate. Because when I found out, you know, what was in those vaccinations, that was it for me. And it was, I listened, but I went and did, of course, like everyone else, I went and did my research. And the more I started reading, I didn't want to read anymore. I should have just took, took a word for it. Because when I started reading, I found out even more stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when I started trying to tell people, they're like, okay, you know, I, th I think you're, you know, you're having a mental breakdown. You're, and now people are starting to see but I told you 10 years ago, you know, now you have this. I mean, I know people who did not listen. They went and got the super flu shot. Now they have this skin disease where their skin is literally peeling off their body and nobody can explain. There's not even a diagnosis because nobody knows what it is. I know what it is. Um, and, and, you know, this, this forever scar will just remind me of that. You know, they, they injected something into my body and um, there was literally a hole there, um, closed up, healed, but it's in the shape of a heart. And and I just, you know, I don't think that's a coincidence. It's a Yawin. And, um, you know, we're just going to chalk it up to that. That's right. That's right. That's why the, the Educate Before You Vaccinate cards are are just so important. I know even in my own personal experience, if, if her dad would have handed me, you know, one of those cards and I wouldn't have been able to see the poisons in them, which we don't know, the doctors don't even know, the drug companies do not teach them. Um, but more importantly, I would have had a place to go, the website to get, you know, all the truth that they're not going to tell you. Because again, they keep this information from the doctors because pediatricians are vaccine clinics. And, you know, that we wouldn't, they wouldn't have a job without the vaccinations. When, when I was a little girl, I went to a family doctor. You know, we didn't have pediatricians. So they would have to point the finger at themselves. And they don't like yeah. moms like you that question. <laughs> yeah, they don't like it. I mean, I, my, my oldest child, she'll be 22 this year. She was fully vaccinated before I, I knew any better. 
and my other three are not. Um, my second one, he had his first year of shots before I found out, but he didn't get vaccinated after that. And boy, let me tell you a difference and the problems that my, my children have had opposed to the two that are completely 100% not vaccinated. So even if someone doesn't believe, I saw it for my own eyes. I see the difference in, you know, being vaccinated and not being vaccinated. Cold, sickness. My littlest two, they don't really get that. If they get a, a sore belly or something like that, um, more than likely it's, it's because someone in their class has recently been vaccinated. Every August, they come home, snotty noses, clear snot, and I'm like, somebody in your class just got their shot. They're shedding, and it affects them every time, but they bounce right back. And my first child, she did not. She, she stayed sick for three or four days, you know, just like every other kid in the elementary school. But I, I see a difference. And, you know, it's just like aside from the ingredients, when you see a vaccinated child and a non-vaccinated child and you see the differences yeah. in their body and the way their body processes things, that speaks for itself, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. And that's a story I have myself as well as everybody I know, uh, chiropractors' children. Those chiropractors do not vaccinate and they have children that is substantially healthier than than the ones that have their, you know, have the vaccinations. It's amazing how it suppresses the immune system. And uh, I'm just happy that you, you know, took heed to the information you were given and took the time to research, research yourself because that's what so many people do not do. They just go to their their doctor as I did as a victim and, and blindly held my baby down thinking I was doing the best thing for her because we're so uh, down with all the lies. You know. It took me years to forgive myself for that. Once I found out, I beat myself up for doing, you know, giving my first, because I had to hold her down. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it took years for me to forgive myself for that. Mm -hmm. um, she's 21 now. She has some issues still, and I still believe that it's from, it's from vaccine injury. And, you know, my health issues, I was vaccinated as a kid. I was born in 81. And um, that's, you know, as the years went on, vaccinations got worse and worse, and they started adding more things. And um, so, you know, I'm not excluding myself from that bunch either, um, because as a kid, I was fully vaccinated. And um, naturally, you know, being 40 years old, having a deteriorated heart valve, and, you know, playing sports my whole life, never having any issues whatsoever. Um, and, and, of course, I've gotten no adult vaccinations, but, you know, the history speaks for itself. And just the experiences that I've had when you reject something that these white coat professionals try to give you, they don't like it. And, um, you know, I, I've had to ask my husband several times, can you stay with me because I'm scared they're going to do something to me in the middle of the night, especially in Miami. Um, it, it was extremely scary. Miami was predominantly Spanish, and I am blonde hair and blue-eyed. I stick out like a sore thumb. And so when I was rejecting them, 
they weren't taking it so kindly. So I would wake up in three or four o'clock in the morning and they would be poking me in my arm. Um, it got to the point that I had to ask someone to come sit with me because I was afraid of, are they giving me a vaccine when I'm not looking just to be funny? You know, are they, are they putting something in me that's going to stop my heart? What are they really doing? When I would question it, oh, we weren't doing anything. We're just taking blood. Well, I have pictures of my neck. I had bruises from one side of my neck to the other. I had bruises on my arms. I had bruises on my legs. And I don't know about you, but if you're just taking blood, why do I look like I've been in a gang fight? Um, And there was no answers. Nobody can answer that for me. Um, Funniest thing to me is in the hospital, they wake you up to put you to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically. And, And it just got to the point that I was completely terrified. I was vomiting the first four days after surgery. All of the blood thinners that they gave me came right back up. Um, I was never able to take any pain medication. The cardiothoracic surgeon said, I've never seen this in my 30 years. And I said, seen what? And he was like, well, you're only taking Tylenol for pain. Um, Anything else they tried to give me, my body automatically rejected it. And how long ago was this when you were in the hospital? uh, I had my surgery June of 2021. Yeah, it's it's been it's been about a year or so, and um, you know now I can barely walk, but uh, that's just temporary. Father's just making me take a break. That's all, um, because when my legs do work, um, there's there's going to be bigger purposes for it, and um, I, I try to share these things with everybody because my story is very unique in the instances that have happened, and I. I tend to tell people exactly what I think and I try to educate them even if they don't want to hear it Um, and it's put me in some situations but you know at at this point you know in Miami I I felt like it truly did put my life in danger because they truly were not wanting to hear um, what I had to say and of course with the the scarring that I came home with it just proves that they you know they were doing everything, everything they could to get me to be quiet um, when I discharged myself from the hospital because I was tired of it, that's when they realized that I, I meant business because they, they were making me feel like you can't leave, like you need us. And I woke up one morning and I was in the word and I said, I'm going home today. So I signed myself out. Good for you. And I, I you know, I, I was fine other than I came home and found out that I had an infection where they put the main lines in my groin area and had to get that taken care of. Um, but I, I said no more. I put my foot down and once I put my foot down, um, that was that about four months after I had surgery, they sent me all of my tests, all of my records that I requested. They sent me everything. Um, and so I, I'm pretty sure that they know that, that they screwed up. Um, the good thing is I always had someone on the phone to be my witness, um, to hear what was going on. And in that aspect, I wasn't alone, but, um, it was some pretty scary stuff. 
Yeah, they're they're clueless. I remember when my husband, my late husband, um, gosh, about four years before he passed, once his health started deteriorating from the steroid abuse that he did as a child, um, his 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 the last four years he slowly but surely, you know, was sicker and sicker and sicker. But anyway, he was septic back in St. Louis in 2015. And same thing. I mean, they they saved his life because you know we do believe in turning to them when you're in a trauma situation. Gary couldn't breathe. He had a big belly with fluid. He had to get an amniotesis, whatever it's called. They drained the five liters of fluid out of his belly, but they ended up uh, popping his sigmoid when they stick the when they stuck the needle in, and we didn't know that. So when he came back from just an outpatient uh, procedure. Um, he was still bloated, and we went in that re- that week and, and received two colonics, which is where they blow water up your colon to get all the fecal matter out. Because he thought he was just backed up. He thought maybe I'm just you know I'm, I'm not eliminating. So what happened with the, the the sigmoid being punctured, the colon being punctured, basically it's you know mixed up the fecal with the the the, the, the fluid that his lungs are producing from the lung infection that he had and that put him in a septic con, you know condition and he almost died then and that's when you have to turn to them um you know until we have a healing clinic of our creator you know you have to turn to them sometimes but they they literally like you're saying they were wanting to put all these things in his iv i slept at the end of the bed uh, on a man's floor mind you the nurse said ma'am you can't stay all night on the man's floor and I'm like I'm not leaving my husband because I wanted he was unconscious for the first two nights so I wanted to make sure that he was you know I knew everything they were putting inside the the IV and um so of course I slept in the little chair at the end of the bed and that's when I actually heard the nurses asking the three guys they brought in as a roommate because it was a guy's floor two beds to a room Three different guys they brought into the room when I was sleeping there those two nights. And the first question Father allowed me to hear, the nurse asked these other gentlemen was, have you had your pneumococcal, your flu, and your tetanus shot? And I thought to myself then, Father, why are you letting me hear this? And then a couple months later, a nurse whistleblower came out and and, and announced that they passed a, uh, a bill called the Affordable Care Act. And literally in that bill, they have to ask that question, which is why Father let me hear it. Um, They have to ask that question. And if you say no to any of those vaccines, a a computer order is generated and they have to give it to you without your consent. Or they will lose their job, literally, since it's Affordable Care Care Act. And this passed, gosh, about, I'm guessing, five years ago, anywhere from three to five years ago. Yeah, so anybody, anybody that resists like you, I mean, you're a problem to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I could tell because they weren't bringing me food. Um, when I had to go back for the infection, I was there for three days, and I didn't get it. My husband brought me food, um, and he got kicked off the heart floor three times. Um, they were like, it's COVID, you can't come in. He was like, you guys are not giving her food. Um, and they were not. They were withholding my food from me, and I, I and I, that was fine. I, I was just like, you know, um, that's okay, no big deal. Um, but it, it was just more so because I'm like, you're not, you're not doing this. I'm not taking your pills. I'm not, you know. Once I went back into the hospital, then they're like, we got to give you this. We got to give you this. 
You can't go urinate on your own. You need help. You can't shower on your own. You need help. Mm. And I, I'm just, you know, I, I checked myself out again there for the second time, but, um, you know, they started to withhold food and then I would push the nurses like to get some water and it would take hours. Um, I had to unhook the little machine from me to go take myself to the bathroom. Um, I, they put me in the very corner room at the end of the hallway and that's where I sat for three days. Um, and finally I talked to a bunch of people on the phone and they're like, you got to get out of there. And I called my husband and I'm like, look, I'm like, um, you know, they, they opened the incision back up. It's stuffed with gauze. We just have to, you know, continue to do what we're doing, but I'm, I'm leaving. Come get me. He was like, you can't do this. I'm like, you got to trust father. Just come get me. Um, he pulled up and, and they were like, this is against our wishes. And he was like, yeah, but you know, it's not about what you want. And when we started putting our foot down, I mean, they didn't give us, he had to go hunt for his own wheelchair. It, it, it was pretty bad. Wow. It was, I was rejoicing because that just told me that they were feeling convicted about all of the stuff that they're trying to do to me. And I'm saying, no, you're not going to do it. Um, and, you know, when we, we got in the vehicle, Shad says to me, why are you smiling? That was horrible. And I'm like, because, you know, um, they're going to think about that. They may even be curious and go see if what I'm talking about is real. I left cards all over that place. And I'm like, if I just reach one person, maybe they'll stop doing that to people. Maybe they'll stop poisoning their children with these vaccinations. If they learn one thing from me being in there, then you know what? I did what father sent me to do because at the end of the day this I don't think this was about me at all mm. I, I think he sent me there to do to do his work and you know um, it, it's just it's I feel like my story is only going to get better because you know now I'm a lifelong patient of going to get my my blood checked so I'm, I'm going to come in contact with these phlebotomists weekly. You have to go get your blood checked weekly? Yeah, until I can get the INR machine, which, um, you know, of course, they're so angry at me. Um, they're, not, they're not allowing me to get the machine where I can test at home. But in the meantime, I can't eat any greens. I can't eat any healing foods. Let's put it that way. Nothing that has vitamin K. And every all of the healing foods have vitamin K. Um, so that that's a struggle that I'm currently working with, trying to find a, a holistic doctor or someone that can, you know, point me in the right direction. Of course, they set me up this way because my legs aren't working. I'm gaining weight. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to beat this. I've, I've just got to... You know, I've just got to wait, wait my turn. Father's going to show me a way. Um, I just have to be patient. That's all. Yeah, well, you're, definitely, yeah you're definitely talking to his healing ministry. That's a, this is what we do. We teach people how to avoid having to go to them um, by strengthening their immune system and eating his leaves of the trees. So let's definitely talk later if you're interested. I could even do a conference call with our naturopath and get you on a combination mineral package for the heart. 
because there's always natural things to do. Same thing yeah, I'm that- taking the minerals that I had just purchased, and I had those black circles that looked like somebody had punched me in my eyes, the little raccoon eyes, mm-hmm. and um, those minerals have have just helped me in more than one way. I actually started giving it to my husband and to my daughter um, and saw a difference as well. So, you know, those minerals, it, it's... I, I, I can talk all day about how great they are, but you know what? Everybody who told me about them told me how great they were, but when I actually started taking them, I started seeing the difference. So I would totally be interested in, in knowing how to take the, take different minerals for heart health because, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm going to beat this. I've got a long road ahead of me, and I've got some children that are counting on me and my bonus kids Stevie and Timothy that are counting on me and um, you know I got to make the most of it that's right yeah first first always we have to clean up the heart my husband was a real stickler on cleaning up the toxins in the cells and that's when he developed that 21 day cellular cleanse but that will go with the leaves of the trees like scripture says the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nation. Vegetables are for the sick. And then in phase two, which is cellular re- restoration, that's when we'll get you on a mineral combination for that specific heart issue. Because those were just two of 121, I believe he has. Um, so the comment, he has packages available. He has a heart issue himself. So I'm sure he's put a wonderful package together for the heart um, to rebuild. And Hawthorne Berry, there's so many different... Uh, you know, things of our creator that we can turn to, especially get you off that blood thinner as well, because that's rat poisoning. So even though you're not, you're feeling, you know, the, the symptoms go away, it's still causing more toxicities to yourself. Oh, absolutely. I cringe every time I take them, but I, I can, you know, my belly can tell. Um, and so I, I just am so excited to learn how to do all of this naturally and be, you know, come out on top because, um, watching some of the videos and listening to the CD that I listened to in my Jeep, um, some of the stuff is just absolutely amazing. I have learned so much and I don't know. I just want to tell everybody. And then I'm like, no, I don't want to tell everybody because then they're going to think I'm crazy again. You know, but um, I just have to send them there and let them see it for themselves. Gary's book is, is currently being uh, downloaded or whatever, uploaded to Kindle. He's going to have uh, Anthony's writing his books, taking all of his wisdom and putting it on in book form. And uh, oh, That is amazing. I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's gonna. It should be up on Kindle now. I set up the account and everything, so a lot of the chapters are on our treatment link and also on our phcelltalks.com website. But it's just, it's crazy. Even when Gary was septic back in 2015, I remember after they saved his life from a septic condition, because that's why he had to be there because he was septic. Um, but when they finally, you know got him out of the septic condition now they've done their job their trauma job now it was time to get him out of there so i was literally walking in with very high cellular fat food to get him stronger um i was told by one of our researchers he doesn't need juicing he needs cellular clean fat to strengthen his 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 body and we got him out of there got him strong enough and then i took him over to ecuador to the nova vida healing center of young living 
and where he got, you know, clean food and all kinds of essential oils and just totally pampered um, and literally brought him back to life because before we left the hospital, he had asked the nurse for a, a nose candy, you know, one of those nose things to put oxygen in your, in your body. And right. the top infectious the, the, the disease guy came in to, you know, because we were checking ourselves out like you. And because uh, we knew they did their part, and now they're, you know, they want him to come back for six weeks with a port to get antibiotics twice a day. And that's when Father very clearly said to me, Get him out of they They've saved his life, now they're going to kill him if you keep bringing him. So yeah. that's when I took him to, to uh, Ecuador. But anyway, um, the top infectious disease guy, I mean, this is an infectious disease specialist, and he literally argued with Gary. He asked Gary, why do you have that nose cantilator? And he's the, and Gary's like, because I want ozone in my body. And he's he, he argued with him. Like, there was no need. He's like, doctor, you're telling me that you don't realize ozone kills off bacteria? I mean, that's how ignorant they are. They're, they're so ignorant to anything yep. outside of pharmacological, you know, what they learned in medical school. And, and, and that's kind of what our show was all about last week, too, with Anthony. It's, it's just they're, they're mistaught. They don't have the tools in their toolbox, you know. Yeah. To, and to and do- that's, you know, when everybody at the Miami hospital kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, you know, I just let them know I forgive you already because you don't know better. Yeah. You know, they and they just they would look at me and I'm just like, but you don't. You know, you're only doing what they're teaching. Oh, yeah. California just passed a bill that doctors will lose their license if they share any personal testimonies with patients. If they do anything to talk about against what the drug companies are recommending, they're, they're literally passing a bill. I think it passed. I know Newsman signed it. I don't know how far along it is now, but they're basically passing it. You know, they're going to pass it to where the medical doctors have to it's censorship. They, they're not allowed. It's kind of like even chiropractors. I used to do presentations when I first started doing public presentations at chiropractic schools and a bunch of chiropractic offices and conventions and stuff. And one of their continued education uh, classes that they had to go to, uh, they were told no more talking bad about the vaccines or you are jeopardizing your license. So chiropractors had to make a choice and I mean, I had good chiropractic friends that were very supportive of what I was doing in honor of my baby girl, and they completely stopped calling me. They were not allowed to have me come in and do a presentation any longer. They were jeopardizing her job, job, their job, and this is exactly what's going on with medical doctors right now. Yeah, they're they're being told that they can't go up against the system, you know. And um, we we have to be the way that you are, you know. We have to be, uh, if we're going to go to them, I personally choose not to, and I pray with all my heart I'm never in a situation where I have to because I don't know if I'd even do it then. I mean, I'm so afraid of hospitals and doctors, I I, I would never. I'm just, you know, but I would be just like you for sure, questioning everything. You know, Gary was in the hospital, you know. The blessing is my my children, uh, especially my two youngest, they question everything. I don't even have to question for them. Um, And they tell people, absolutely, they explain why they're not vaccinated. I don't have to say a word. And it was important. You know, not too many children can speak up for themselves. Um, 
but they they know exactly why they're I, I didn't just say you're not vaccinated because I told them exactly why I showed them why and in hopes that you know as they go through life they understand um, what you put in your body you know your body is a temple you you can't put that stuff in there and um, you know they've they've been very receptive and they've picked up and listened and you know um, hopefully brewing a whole new generation of of humans that will pass this information on and you know eventually somebody will wake up that's right that's right and and because they are actually i've heard in schools they're they're doing it without parental consent so if a child doesn't understand why why they're not vaccinated then they they could you know they could be a victim without our knowledge the way that they're they're doing things in the schools now i used to have my children i i would have them at when people would say how are you so smart their answer would be because i'm not vaccinated <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah my son was counting to 100 when i put him in preschool he's like mommy why are they counting to 10 they're teaching the kids to count to 10 <laughs> Yeah, I got yep. already. <laughs> yeah, and and that's with my littlest too. They they picked up really quickly, and um, you know I I couldn't be happier. And and they they explain um, to other family members as well. Um, you know why? Oh, did you get your shots for school yet? And my son will go, uh, No, my mom doesn't poison me. And I'm like, You got to be nice when you respond. You know, <laughs> you got to find a nicer way to say that. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful that you educated them. And I'm sure you see, just like I saw your own clinical study, I'm sure you see the difference. Because how old is your, because your three, three of them live with you, correct? Yeah, I have, I have the nine-year-old, I have an 11-year-old, a 15-year-old, and one that will be 22. Okay, so the, um, the 15-year-old is the one that has the one-year vaccines. Yep. Yeah, so if if when they get sick, I'm sure with the same thing, you see the difference in their immune systems. Yeah, the only thing that he um, he has allergies really bad. Um, that's the that's really the only thing that I've noticed. He he has allergies because once I found out, um, we we did a I did a detox with him. Um, you know, slowly but surely, he was a little over a year old, um, mm-hmm. and stopped vaccinating from them. I don't give him prescription allergy medication. We treat it with essential oils, um, which seems to be working pretty well. Um, but he, you know, I see a difference in, in him in my first one, but I see a total difference in the two that are 100% not vaccinated. You know, and I think the worst ones are the ones they get, you know, the first couple of years of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they load them up. They load them up. They've increasingly, you know, they over the years gone from like five they used to give us to like 40 you know by the time you're 18 months of age it's crazy the amount of vaccination yeah they've they've doubled for sure at least um especially in the first six months um i i couldn't believe even from when my 22 year old um there's way more than when she was was growing up um and i'm just like you know i don't know why people can't see that you know, yeah, and then now with the COVID, oh my gosh, calling this a vaccine, you know, so I'm, I'm sure they have it on the children's schedule. I mean, I don't know for sure. I haven't looked at the CDC website, but I'm sure it's coming. If not, along with all the others too. 
Yeah, luckily our my kids go to an academy where they happily accept the religious exemption, and the principal now has a religious exemption for her children. Right. Um, so we're finally on the same page. Um, but I actually, one of my family members went and got the COVID vaccine, of course, against my my uh, better judgment. She asked me what, what she should do, and I told her, but she went and got vaccinated anyway. Well, now she's she's not able to sweat. When she sweats, she breaks out in hives. Mm. And, and she said, I hate to say this, but this didn't happen until after I got, you know, the COVID vaccine. Mm. And I'm like, well, I mean. And that's a mild reaction. I mean, they even have yeah. a, new, a new label they've come up with called SAD, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. Instead of SIDS, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, it's now SADS for adults. They just dropped dead. I think yeah, I was watching something the other day. The vice president of the Miami Dolphins, right before the Eagles game, he died of SADS. <laughs> Which yeah. I mean, I just can't believe it's not. It's not funny. It has. We have to find some humor in it. But it's I yeah. Mean, I mean, it, to, I, I, quite frankly, it's ridiculous that they had to resort to that. I know. You know, but most people believe that there's this disease called SADS now, and they even <laughs> they're saying SADS. I mean, listen, listen, people, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable that, that, that the masses are so dumbed down that they would allow someone to say that label like cancer or diabetes and, and, and for someone to believe that this is this new disease that's all of a sudden developed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had, uh, my daughter has a couple friends in her class who had a sleepover and I don't let my kids go to anybody's house regardless. But the mother said, well, um, Brittany said she wasn't vaccinated. And I'm like, no, she's not. And she said, well, I'm not going to be able to have her over. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because I said, in the world that we live in, I really don't let the children go to anyone's house unless it's family. But I, I was just thinking to myself, she can't come over there because she's not vaccinated. I don't want her over there because all of you are vaccinated, right. you know. Um, and so Brittany was really sad about it. And it was the first time that that had happened to her. And I had to explain to her, but you know, um, it's, it's just cool, cool what kids have to go through. I mean, and they're trying to do the right thing, but everything being forced, um, you know, just like they did the nurses. Oh, you're going to be fired if you don't take this vaccine. Um, you know, that I know that had to be tough for people who didn't want the vaccine, but, you know, they needed a job. Um, a lot of people. You know, I, I would have just said, Father, I hope you're going to provide. Let's go. I quit. I mean, you know, but everybody has different reasonings. But I've seen so many different stories of people who have had adverse reactions, um, which we all knew was going to happen. But, you know, hearing it on the news is one thing. You know, because they exaggerate and lie about everything. But seeing it in, in real life and hearing it with your own ears is totally different. It, it just makes everything make sense. You know, everything that everybody has been saying, it, it just lines up. And everything from even 10 years ago that I was told about these vaccinations is still proving true and toxic to this day. And I'm seeing it happen right in front of me. Yeah. They just eliminate any truth, you know, everything they teach, like even at one of my presentations when I was showing the charts of polio on how they were coming down, they 
disease. Yeah, has a better sanitation and nutrition. And then, of course, the introduction of the vaccination and it continued coming down. I had a nurse at one of my presentations and she stood up and she said, they show these same charts in medical school, but only from the point where the vaccine is introduced down. Wow. So they basically cut off half the, you know, they, they don't show how it was already coming down because of better sanitation and nutrition. Wow. So they're Maybe. making these doctors think, they're misteaching these nurses and these doctors to think that polio was eradicated because of the polio vaccine. And then they, they also can, the epidemiological studies are funded by the drug companies. All the, all the studies we hear about disproving the, like the autism epidemic being connected to the vaccinations. They, they have the ability to change the names of diseases. For instance, with polio, they started calling it aseptic meningitis. So it looked like one disease was going up as it appeared that polio was coming down. I mean, now that we have their number, Darlene, we expose this stuff, you know, they're just not, you know, for instance, if my unvaccinated son were to walk into a pediatrician's office who fired me, by the way, because I wouldn't vaccinate him, go figure. Um, but anyway, if he had a real bad cough, that doctor could report that as pertussis because Corey doesn't have the DPT vaccine. He has no vaccine. Right. I have two children without vaccines. So, but if a same boy, another boy with the same cough came in and they had the DPT vaccine, they could, the doctor can report that as bronchitis. So there's no law following up and forcing these doctors to report these labels as the correct label, but they have that kind of control. They can change the name from pertussis to bronchitis or bronchitis to pertussis based on if the child is vac you know, is vaccinated or not, just to make their numbers look good because it's all about money. It's all about making money and that's how they, you know, that's why they have pediatrician vaccine clinics because it's all about the almighty dollar, the root of all evil to these doctors. Yes. And, and, and that's, and that's my biggest fear. That's why I ask questions, even if I think they're stupid or they don't make sense. I always ask because, you know, thinking back, the only time I've taken my kids to the ER is if they needed to be stitched up. <laughs> that's right. You know, because I'm afraid. Um, you know, they could say, oh, this is wrong or that's wrong. And then at the end of the day, how do you really know? You know, how do you really know that what they're telling you, oh, you have this or you have that? And, you know, same with my health, per se. How do I know what these people are saying? They're not just making something up because maybe they don't know. Um, and that, that's always in the back of my mind. You know, how do I really know what's going on? That's right. You can't trust them. And even in a trauma situation, I mean, I do agree. Like, for instance, my friend Araceli, one of our patients, chopped her finger off, cut, cut in a window. And she called me right after she did it, screaming, what do I do? What do I do? And I said, sweetheart, this is when you have to turn to them and make them sew it back on. I don't care what they say to you. She cut it right there at the tip of her the middle finger, like right there at the cuticle, right with the end of the nail. Mm -hmm. And when she was closing the window, and it completely detached it bone and all. So I told her, I said, number one, make them sew it back on no matter what they say. Number two, do not take the tetanus shot. The tetanus shot is not the tetanus shot. They don't have a tetanus shot. It's the DPT vaccine they give our children, diphtheria, pertussis, and tetanus. So you have all yep. the vaccines you need. Just go to the hospital, tell them to sew your finger on. She goes there. They said, ma'am, there's no reason to do this. 
it's just going to turn black and fall off. And she she's a you know New York correctional uh, supervisor. I mean uh, correctional officer. So she's a tough cookie in New York City. And she made them sew it back on, even though they said it's just going to turn black. I overnighted her our photon sound beam. I had another uh, guy who had a essential oil ointment that she soaked it in. So between the photon sound beam and this oil, Darlene, she just sent me a picture yesterday. Her finger is completely healing. Her nail is even growing back. The picture she showed me was a before and after picture. You can see where the sutures were they put in to reattach the finger. You can tell those have completely healed. And now you can literally see half of her new nail coming in on that finger. Wow. So I'm probably going to have her on next week telling her testimony. Um, but uh, but definitely it's it's something that is unheard of to them. They said they said it was not possible. So they don't know all is my point. So we just have to keep being strong like you are. I thank you so much for standing up to them, sweetheart, and sharing your testimony. Um, and uh, and and I want to let people know too that we have a Sunday podcast now that you can um, call in and participate and we could even answer questions about today's show for anybody that because this is not a call-in show so if you if you want to be on our Sunday at three o'clock Eastern time show you just call 520-525-8633 and then um, when it asks for the code put in pound 6399 pound so that's pound 6399 pound and that'll that'll chime you in and we'll all it's like a podcast so everybody will be on there and you could even call in or you could have um, you can go through huddle and get your and get an app to, to get on there but anyway um, you can call me to get that information but anyway it could be a, a more of a conversation you know to be able to ask questions and maybe share another testimony because we all have them when we have when we are in a trauma situation but thank you for taking the time to be with us today Arlene. do you have any final words sweetheart absolutely no thank you for having me and um yeah i will definitely try to tune in on sunday sounds perfect and definitely keep us updated with any new information as you have to turn to them um so we get you fixed okay absolutely i will you have a blessed day we'll talk to you later okay sweetheart you're listening to Vaccine Information Coalition. Our shows can be accessed later on whatinthecell.podbean.com or on the front page of our vacinfo.org website right underneath the little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And yeah, bless.